How many of you already know you got uh, family gatherings planned for the holidays? Go ahead and raise your hand. Okay, see? See? Now, uh, here's the question. Uh, this can fall off either side of the fence. You ready? Looking forward to them or not? Right? Think about it. I mean, really think about it. Uh, sometimes a family gathering, man, just can't wait. I remember as a kid, when, when we would go to my grandma's house, I couldn't wait because that was the only time in the year at, at Easter, Mother's Day, and Christmas time that all my cousins would be in the same place. And man, we'd play, we'd cut up, we it was just fun, you know. And I remember one Christmas, well, uh, we were sitting out on the front porch, and and I grew up in South Carolina, and so snow was a rare thing. And today I'm thankful for that. But anyway, um, and it started flurrying, and it was Christmas time, and and we were all just thinking, <gasps> Bing Crosby <laughs> didn't happen. So today I've said was ordinances Sunday, and I really want us to spend just the time mainly just reading Scripture this morning. I, I, I kind of want you to get the account uh, of Luke sharing um, his research on what it was like for Jesus's, let's call it his family, getting together for a holiday. It was Passover, right? Uh, they were they were all Jewish men, and 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 so they were getting together for Passover, and Passover was a big deal. Uh, why why was Passover a big deal? Yeah, I mean, obviously we're going to think back to Egypt, we're going to think back to the to the plagues, and we're going to think back to Jesus rescuing you know his people from the Egyptians and all that sort of thing. But but some a uh, couple thousand years later, why was it a big deal in Jerusalem for Jesus and and his followers? Okay, I'm hearing comments. Last Supper. Well, here it is, though. Think about it. I mean, it wasn't the Last Supper yet. It, w it would be, right? And, and already they were thinking along the line of, of good Jewish men, and they're going to gather, and, and there were certain aspects of the, of the meal, right? I mean, you had some bitter herbs, and, and you had some kind of fruit nut thing. We did one here one time. And and had a had a, a, a messianic rabbi lead it and 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 it lasted for hours because it's supposed to last all night. But anyway, they, they, there were things and 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 each of those things was meant to create a memory. So so the get together was about remembering. The Passover meal was about remembering. Remember. What God did. Remember God's miracles. Remember how we how we were rescued. Remember, you see. And so every little element on the on the seder plate uh, invokes a memory of what God accomplished, right? And so Jesus preparing for the 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 Passover with his disciples in Luke chapter twenty two. Starting in verse 7, it says this, Then the day of unleavened bread came when the Passover lamb had to be sacrificed. And Jesus sent Peter and John saying, Go and make preparations for us to eat the Passover. Where do you want us to prepare it? They asked him. Listen, he said to them, When you've entered the city, a man carrying a water jug will meet you. Follow him into the house he enters. Tell the owner of the house, the teacher asks you, 
Where's the guest room where I can eat the Passover with my disciples? Then he will show you a large furnished room upstairs. Make the preparations there. So they went and found it just as he had told them, and they prepared the Passover. When the hour came, he reclined at the table and the apostles with him. And then he said to them, I have fervently desired to eat this Passover with you before I suffer. For I tell you, I will not eat it again until it is fulfilled in the kingdom of God. Then he took a cup and after giving thanks, he said, take this and share it among yourselves. For I tell you, from now on, I will not drink of the fruit of the vine until the kingdom of God comes. And he took bread, he gave thanks, and he broke it, and he gave it to them. And he said, this is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, he also took the cup after supper and said, this cup is the new covenant in my blood, which is poured out for you. But look, the hand of the one betraying me is at the table with me. For the Son of Man will go away as it has been determined, but woe to that man by whom he is betrayed. So they began to argue among themselves which of them it could be who was going to do it. Pray with me, all right? Father, we bow before you right now just giving thanks. God, we gather, we gather on Sundays to celebrate the resurrection. Not just, not just one day a year. Every Sunday of the year we celebrate the resurrection. Indeed, in Christ we celebrate the resurrection every day of our lives. And yet, God, we thank you for this account in Luke and the other Gospels where Jesus uh, not only celebrated Passover, and, 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 and as we know, he had celebrated Passover with his disciples in the past. Three times that we, this is the third time that we can record. And, and we thank you, God, that, that we have that account. And yet, in this particular Passover, God, there's something different. He did something a little different. He did something that the disciples didn't know about and didn't recognize. And yet, God, we gather almost 2,000 years later to do the same thing. And so, God, we want to give you thanks for the Passover, because indeed, God, our Passover hearkens back to the Egyptian Passover. And God, we thank you that the blood that has redeemed us is the blood of the perfect Lamb, the Lamb of God. So God, we gather to give you thanks. Oh my God, we, we just thank you, God, for your incredible love for us for a, a, a plan and a purpose that accomplished your will from the very garden. God, we gather this morning to remember. To remember not just what we've been taught about the crucifixion, God, but to remember when you made a difference in our lives as individuals. That you loved us and you called us and you made us your own. You redeemed us, you regenerated us, you saved us, God. So God, we celebrate that this morning and we give you thanks. God, thank you for each person here during this worship gathering and all the next ones. Because God, we want to remember that we belong to you. And I pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. I, I think this is interesting. I, I, I really kind of want to give my, my sort of um, narrative 
uh, and, and having studied these things that Jesus and his disciples, his disciples still are, are, are quite in the dark about some things. Uh, they still don't quite understand what's going on. He's already been alluding to the fact that, that he's going to leave them, that, that he's going to suffer. He, they, he's even given them sort of that, 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 that sort of hint in a way that, that he's going to die, and, and they still are trying to discern what's happening. And as they sit down around this table, I love this, that Jesus sets it up for them. And he says, go into the city and the guy carrying the water jug is going to, he's going to lead you to a house and you go into the house and you ask for the room and the, and the owner of the house is going to give you the room and that's where we're going to celebrate the Passover. And, and it was really interesting to me as we did the Passover over here in this, in this fellowship hall over here as the, the rabbi was instructing us and he'd say, okay, on your plate, you've got this and take this and this. And he would tell the story and he had asked me ahead of time and I know, I know me. And so, uh, I, I know those around me a lot of times. And he said, do you want the long version or the short version? <clears throat> I said, you better give us the short version. This is the first time most of us have done this. And it was still like a couple hours where he related the story of God's people, where he related Abraham and, 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 and the captivity and the slavery and, 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 the, and the exodus. And he went through the story. Now, why? Why is that important? Because, because it was important to remember, to remember what God had done. We're going to come to this table in a few moments. I want you to remember. And it's really easy to get caught up in the, the ritual. But I want you this morning to think about your personal Passover when God saved you. I don't know how old you were. I mean, I know I was eight. I've told you all that story a couple dozen times probably. I was eight when God saved me. Did I understand what was going on? No, I was just like one of those apostles sitting in the room. I was like, oh, okay, whatever this means. you know. But I know Jesus died for me. I know He forgave me of my sins. And yes, I, I want to be saved and I want to live for Him. And, and, and that's when the journey began. I remember it. I remember when God saved me. Okay, I don't remember the date. I don't remember the exact time, but I remember it in my mama's bedroom when I prayed and just asked God to save me. You see? And, and, and walking out these last 51 years with Jesus, I look back to times and I go, God, you remember when we did this? And sometimes God, through His Word and by His Spirit, He'll say, Bobby, do you remember when we did this? And I go, oh, See, that's what Jesus is doing. Jesus is reminding his disciples of the Passover. And it's supper time. They celebrate. They celebrate what God has done. They remember what God has done. See? So they went on, they, when the hour came, he reclined at the table. So remember, it's not like us. It's not, not the big tall tables with the big chairs. They're laying on pillows around a low table and everything is set out prepared because Peter and, uh, Peter and John went and prepared it all and everything's ready. 
you know, and, and they've got the bitter herbs and they've got the, the lamb shank and they've got the, 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 I can't, I can't tell you it all. I remember it. But see, they had it all prepared and everything represents something. And they're going to spend all night in the room celebrating God's grace and mercy and love. That's what this morning's about, y'all. Remember? Remember when God saved you? I mean, we can study about Jesus dying on the cross. We can study about the resurrection. We can study about everything that God did between the resurrection and the end of the book. Right? And you can study and you can remember studying it. Remember the things that happened as, as, as we study all the things that God has done. But here's what I want you to remember this morning. Remember what God did for you. Remember your salvation. Remember that He accomplished it. One of the songs that, that Morning Glory did this morning. It, it's already done. God did it. Okay? It's not based on you. God did it, okay? Don't forget that. God wrote your name down. Remember that. So what's the point? 1 Corinthians chapter 11 says, For I received from the Lord what I also passed on to you. This is Paul writing to the, to the misbehaving Corinthians. Remember? Remember I've shared with you from Corinthians before that Corinthian church was a, a hot mess at times. But he lays this out for him. He says, I received it from the Lord. I also passed it on to you. On the night when he was betrayed, the Lord Jesus took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, this is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Remember. Remember. And I, I don't think, I I. As I was preparing this week, I was driving a lot this week, and as I was preparing, I was like, okay, I remember studying the crucifixion. I remember studying the resurrection. I remember all the things that happened in Acts. I remember all the things that Paul says in the, in the epistles, and, and I remember studying Revelation and, and, and what's to come and all that kind of stuff and how God is at work through the ages. I remember... And it was like as I was driving, God said, remember what I did for you. Remember that I did that for you. And y'all, it just... It stopped me again. It just stopped me in my tracks that God saved me. God loved me. You see that? That. Oh. So it's not just, okay, yeah, we did the Lord's Supper. And you may come from a tradition where it's called communion or Eucharist or whatever. And, 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 and what I want you to understand is when Jesus did this, he said, here, and, and amongst the table of, of Passover elements, he, he handed. He said, here, take this and break it up and, 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 and this is my body, which is for you. And, and 
every time you do this, remember. And then it says the cup after supper because there are ceremonial times to drink from the cup during Passover. The cup after supper when he said, here, take the cup, share it. For I tell you, uh, you know, that this cup is the new covenant in my blood which is poured out for you. And they're still the, the disciples are going, what is he talking about? Afterwards, Paul, the apostle out of time, says, I received it from the Lord and I've passed it on to you. For as often, he says, this cup is the new covenant. Well, wait a minute. He says, do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, he took the cup after supper and said, this cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this cup and eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim, you announce, you you celebrate the Lord's death until He comes. So then, whoever eats the bread and drinks the cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner will be guilty of sin against the body and blood of the Lord. Let a person examine himself in this way. Let him eat the bread, drink from the cup. For whoever eats and drinks without recognizing the body eats and drinks judgment on himself. Those two texts, my favorites in relating to that last supper, the Lord's Supper. I want us to just bow and pray a moment. I'm going to give you some direction as we pray. I'm going to ask the deacons to come on down here and and grab the trays. There we go. All right. All right, y'all, if everyone would just bow your heads with me as we... First, I want you to do in prayer, just remember when God saved you. Just remember it. Remember that it's accomplished. And yet as we come to this table, remember that we keep short accounts with God. And if God reminds you of something in your life that stands between you and Him, some sin, something that you've overlooked, and by His Spirit you confess that, bring that to the Lord. Finally, just give thanks. Our Father, as we bow this morning, God, Your Word is is pretty clear. God, that as we take this bread, as we take this juice, that we are to remember not just the, the liturgical practice, but we're to remember that You loved us first. You loved us most. You love us best. Jesus, You died for us so that we could have life and have it abundantly. 
So as we celebrate this morning, God, help us to remember what you've accomplished for us, in us, and God, all that you want to accomplish through us. God, help us to be surrendered. Help us to be bowed. Help us to be obedient. We pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. Alrighty, I'm going to uncover these, and if you'll each take one of these plates. Now, I'm going to grab one first. Alright, so with with the whole events of the last two years, y'all, we started using these cute little cups. And I'm not minimizing this. This is this is there's a little wafer on top and there's juice in there. So I'm gonna let them come and, and pass the trays or just hand them to you. You take one of the little cups and hold on to it for a minute. So go ahead, gentlemen. We've done this very differently in the last two years because of contact caution. After this, like I said today, we, I call it Ordinance Sunday because as a congregation we celebrate and remember two ordinances, two remembrances. Baptism is a remembrance. Because baptism doesn't save you. I listened to, to this thing this week on groups that practice baptismal regeneration. That you're not saved until you get the water somehow. It's not. <laughs> the Bible says so. God saves us. We are baptized, immersed into the work of Christ. Salvation is by grace through faith. Baptism is the celebration remembering what God did. I like to tell folks that uh, I fell in love with Angie before I married her. Can y'all imagine that I would do that? Fell in love with Angie before I married her. But the wedding was the celebration that we fell in love with each other. Okay? Baptism is like that. Romans 5 says we are baptized into the death, burial, and resurrection of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So those two events, whether whether it's Lord's Supper or whether it's baptism, we remember what God has already accomplished, folks. So let's go back to the upper room a moment. When Jesus broke the bread. I mean, I, all right, so we, we have it fixed in our minds, right? That, 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 I hate to even mention his name, but we think Leonardo had it right. Uh, Jesus was in the middle and the disciples were scattered down the table, right? And that he must have broken it and passed it both directions. I, we don't have that detail. We just know he was reclined at the table with the guys that he was closest to. Friends, actually, on this, in this existence, these were his family, and he loved them. And he passed that bread down the table, and he said, "This, this is my body, which is for you." Every time you do this, remember me. Now, this is what I want you to know: um, ordinance. Some call it a sacrament. Some traditions call it a sacrament. Here's what I want you to know. Whatever it is, 
Jesus is the one doing the work. It's, it's not the cup. It's not the little bread on top. Jesus. And He tells us to remember. So if you know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you've, He saved you and you've given everything up. And I invite you to participate. Because God loved us that much. Okay? So it's a little tricky. So there's a little plastic layer on top that you peel back. I hate that I have to explain these things like this in detail, but there you go. There's a little wafer there. Um, I'm reasonably sure this is not the way it looked in the first century. But Jesus said, remember. So I'm going to just ask you to bow your heads once again. And when you've remembered, you go ahead and take that wafer and celebrate what Christ has done on your behalf. God, thank You for doing for us what we could not do for ourselves. Jesus passed the cup around after supper. He said, this is the cup of the new covenant in my blood. Every time you do this, He says to remember me. People ask me why we don't do this every Sunday. I often respond, you can. Every Sunday, you can do this. I, I tell fathers a lot of times, around your table, pick up some bread, have some juice available, and help your family remember what Jesus has done. It's not ritual. It's not liturgy. It's relationship. Okay? Maybe you don't have that relationship this morning. Maybe you're sitting here going, I don't know. I mean, the great question of evangelism is if, if, if this life were to end today somehow, would you spend eternity with God? in heaven. See, if you don't know the answer to that question today, I want to encourage you to know Jesus. We'll introduce you. Jesus prayed it in John 17 after all this. He said uh, that high priestly prayer, we call it. This is eternal life that they may know you, the one true God in Jesus Christ whom you have sent. If you don't know Jesus, we want you to know Jesus this morning. Okay, pray with me. Father, thank you again for this day, 
day that you made for us to rejoice and be glad. God, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you for a love that we can't even begin to comprehend and imagine. But that you loved us in spite of us. And God, I thank you that we get to gather and celebrate every Sunday this incredible love. And then, God, we get to go out from this place and live this same love. God, that we get to go be your people in this community. God, help us to live lives that that glorify you, that exalt you. God, help us to be obedient to, to those things that you've set before us in your word and by your spirit. God, help us. Help us, God, to live out this salvation every day. God, thank you. It's Thanksgiving week, God. Thank you and thank you and thank you over and over again, God, because we get to be your people. And so I praise you this morning and look forward to the rest of the morning as we celebrate you today. God, I praise you in this moment. Help us to praise you in song. In Jesus' name, amen.